Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast. This is episode 62 of the Guiding Principles Study. We'll be picking up where we left off last week on Tradition 7. For the questions in all our affairs on page 125, we'll be starting with question 13 today. Before we get started, could we go around and introduce ourselves? Chrissy? Hey, family. I'm an addict called Chrissy D. I'm from Albany, Georgia. My clean date's 11 My home group is Courage to Change, and my virtual one is There Seems to Be This Alternative. Come give, visit us. Awesome. Thanks, Chrissy. How are you doing, Des? I'm great. Hi, everybody. I'm an addict named Des. Um, coming right now from Chennai, India. I'm traveling around a little bit, but I'm my clean date is July 24th, 1995. I um, generally live in Wisconsin region. My home group is We Choose to Live, which is a group of Wisconsin on Wednesdays at noon. Thanks. What's going on, Eric? Hey, I'm an addict. My name's Eric. Uh, my clean date is September 16th, 2019, and my home group is uh, Friday Night Clean in Bradenton, Florida. Awesome. Good to see you. What's going on, Phil? My name is Phil. My clean date is 4 My home group is Men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome. Good to see you, Phil. What's going on, Tootie? I didn't put here. Clean day, July 1st, 2002. Um, proud member of the Southeast Barrio area in the San Diego Imperial Valley region. My home groups is Stepping Into Serenity, Sunday nights. We are hybrid uh, in person and online. And my men's home group meeting, Keep It Simple Men's Group, Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Awesome. Good to see you again, Tootie. What's going on, Mike? An addict from Massachusetts whose name is Mike Hawaii. Um, my clean date is January 1st, 2017. I attend meetings in the Northeast Mass area of Narcotics Anonymous, and my home group is the I Can't We Can group of Narcotics Anonymous. We meet Thursday nights, 8 p.m. in Everett, Massachusetts. Swing by if you're in the area. Thanks. Awesome. Good to see you again, Mike. Uh, my name's Will. I'm an addict. My clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home groups are the uh, Clean and Free group on Wednesday nights in Ashtabula, Ohio, and Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, Pennsylvania. All right, so tonight, like I said, we're going to get started at question 13 on page 125. Um, I have Chrissy reading the tradition and that question. Chrissy? I'm addict called Chrissy. Uh, tradition seven reads, every NA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. And then question 13, 
What does it mean for me to be fully self-supporting? What are some aspects of self-support beyond money? And what are some spiritual or emotional benefits of self-support? You know, um, I'm grateful that this question popped tonight because um, that's what I've been dealing with, struggling with and dealing with, right? Because uh, self-supporting, like I remember like when I first got into the program, it was, I, I couldn't do the seven tradition. And my sponsor always taught me that picking up a broom, making coffee, all of that was also seven tradition. That was being fully self-supporting from my home group, right? And, um, you know, and then she would take it back to like uh, the gratitude piece of if I'm grateful for my bed, make it. She's like, that's self-supporting. Clean my house, that's self-supporting. And um, so like right now I'm having to learn this because like uh, my spouse is um, out doing his thing. He's out doing his CDL, right? And I'm doing this by myself here at the house. And becoming a being a mom again for the first time thanks to this program and i'm having to learn how to be fully self-supporting not just not definitely not in finances i mean it's not the finances part i'm struggling with it's the emotional self-support like if i come up on a problem and it talks about what are some of the aspects of self-support beyond money if i come up on a problem am i getting into the solution uh am i looking for the solution today and uh am i able to do that today and also the biggest one that I, I've been doing is like, uh, for me, is like asking for help. And to me, that's a big, that's a big aspect in self-support today is even though I'm supporting self, to support self, and it talks about it in the ninth step, is learning to know when we need to ask for help and um, learning to do that today because this stuff has been a struggle for me. It's been a very much struggle and um, knowing these things. And it says, what are some spiritual or emotional benefits of self-support knowing I can do this today? knowing that I can operate in these spiritual principles because that's the current, that's the currency I operate in today, right? I don't operate in the currency always of the dollar. I operate in currency of humility and fidelity and, and the self-support and perseverance and open-mindedness. That's the currency I operate with today. And that's how I see self-support. So like if, I, if I'm operating with that currency, am I putting out more than I'm taking in for myself? Like, like am I, Am, am I getting a, a deposit from higher power here so I can be able to debit it out to other people? Because if I'm not, you know, if I'm not watching my currency go in and out, my, my, my flow, I'm going to end up dead, not just not physically, but spiritually, because um, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, that's just where I'm at with self-support. I hope I answered the question. So, thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Chrissy. What do you got, Des? Well, hi, everybody. First, I want to say I'm so glad you're here, man, because you bring the fire. That everything you said, that was great. That self-support in in the because uh, that's right where I'm at today. And um, I'm traveling. I took a long trip to meet some uh, individuals I sponsor in person. And uh, it's been wonderful. It's been uh, adjustable, <laughs> and I've had to be really, really reliant on myself. And uh, I'm glad that I'm not alone, and I'm a good company. And I think about that, but that's self-supporting stuff. So, um, yeah, self-support on the money. It's easy once, once, once I get clean. Once I work, once I have a job, once I have stability, it's easy to have money, in my opinion, because that's what happens. We, you know, for me. 
I become employable. I become able to be self-sufficient that way. But beyond the money, I have to remember the emotional stuff and, and the spiritual stuff and staying connected. So, so yeah, thanks for letting me share you guys. Awesome. Thanks, Des. Um, so I get what first popped into my head, well, Will Attic, um, when I read this, uh, was like someone in all our affairs, I'm thinking about it at home on this one, I guess. Like there was a time where, um, I talk about my wife on here a lot, but she's my, she's mine. So <laughs> I do, you know, she's been here for it all. Um, and there was at a point where she like had to sit me down and say, listen, like, I can't, I can't fix this. You, you need to go do something like you need to go get help. Like you need to go figure out what's, what's going on here. Um, and so I guess in the self-support pieces, understanding that I'm an addict, like I have some things I have to deal with on a daily basis. Um, now I have help now that I've arrived at Narcotics Anonymous, but it's up to me to come here every day and to, to, you know, work at this. Um, I heard it was a comedian, but it's funny as shit, but it, I liked it a lot. Like, it's okay to not know how to swim, right? But it's, it's not okay to not know how to swim and jump in the deep end of the pool and make it everybody else's problem. Like, you have to wear arm floaties, even if they're embarrassing, you, you got to do something, you know? Like, even if it's not what you want to do, you, you got to do something to help yourself. Um, so that's what, what first came into my mind is with the self-support is, is you know, um, I'm an addict and that's not like a death sentence. And it's not like a gives a fuck right really like i it, it disqualified me to, to be a part of a, a really beautiful thing um but but i do have that responsibility day in and day out to my family to society to self to god um to make sure i show up uh so that that i guess is the the only thing that really popped into my head did anybody else have anything else on question 13 if not I have Eric with 14. Thanks, Will. Uh, what does it mean to be self-supporting in my relationships or in other areas of my life? And I was kind of thinking along the same lines, like, um, you know, I'm responsible. I'm responsible to bring the best version of myself uh, to my relationships and whatever that entails, you know, whatever that looks like me doing, you know, going to meetings, talking to my people. And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know how to be in relationships, man. Like, that's why I really miss my sponsor, John, that died in uh, September, man, because he, he would help me every time I would struggle in an area of some relationship, man, he would help me. He taught me how to be in relationships with people, man. And, uh, you know, he'd be very, tell me to be very careful about who I cut out of my life. You know, because I don't know who, when I might end up needing those people, man. Um, but also, like, to be able to have some boundaries, man. And just because I don't cut somebody out of my life doesn't mean I have to, uh, you know, if somebody betrays my trust, I don't have to, like, you know, share intimate details of my relationships with that person. Uh, there's some things I learned, man. It doesn't mean to be self-supporting in my relationships or in other areas of my life. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it's up to me to... You know, uh, ask for what I need, man. I can't expect people to read my mind, you know. Um, and like what was like what was talking about, like, uh, you know, um, like asking for experience, strength, and hope is not the absence of self-support, right? Like I can be responsible for my own shit, uh, but still ask somebody, how, how do you do this, man? How do I do this, you know? Uh, being a father, 
You know, that one's uh, that's a big one for me, man. Like, and I honestly don't ask for enough help. You know, I still I still pretend I know what the fuck I'm doing uh, more often than not. And the fact is, I don't. You know, I just don't, man. Um, but I, you know, I can I fall back on uh, principles. You know, love and tolerance are my go-to's, man. And so no, I know when I'm getting out of pocket. <clears throat> I'm not living by my uh, my values, which are my principles. See, that's what it means to me, man. Taking responsibility for my, uh, you know, how I come to relationships, man. Taking responsibility for how I show up to them. Taking responsibility for asking what I need in them. You know, um, that's it. That's it for me. Thanks, Eric. What you got, Tootie? My name is Tootie. You know, I was... Uh, really processing that one man and it's a heck of a question um you know and and, and the the header of this whole piece right of these questions we got in front of us is in all our affairs and um <clears throat> i think for me and stuff man what was really significant to me man was that um you know for a long time you know i i was really hesitant um to believe that i had any value or morals and stuff right um because all my life man i was a taker and um, though I was employed and stuff, man, and this and that, I mean, it was just always about me, 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 me. And I think I neglected, well, let me rephrase that. I neglected every relationship that was near me. Um, the dudes at the liquor store, the, the you know, uh, the mailman. I mean, just every, you know, small, significant or insignificant relationship, you know what I mean? that would stand for something and stuff. And I just, you know, uh, abused everything. So I think to me, this means that, you know, now uh, fast forward, um, I've been able to be self-supporting and be more mindful. Um, you know, I have kids. So, you know, now I think about their future, you know, and what I'm leaving for them. You know, um, I've already, you know, like um, paid for a plot and stuff, you know what I mean? So, you know, they don't have to worry about services and stuff like that. So who would have thought, right, that I would have that mindset that I have today, because I didn't have it before, to be able to be processing, not leaving any of my loved ones any burdens, right? Because that was all I was, is a burden to everybody. You know, and I think that's all I got on that. Is there anybody else? All right, Will Addict. Um, I really like this question. Uh, this was kind of when I pre-read through this, like this was the one that caught my eye um, the most. My quick answer that I have written down um, is it means I find people to exist with and not depend on. Um, as someone else shared, like I'm, I'm used to taking advantage of everybody around me. That's that's that was kind of my my uh, mo right I uh, like I shared on here before I'm just not uh, you know <laughs> being violent just wasn't gonna pan out for me I'm not built like that so just just using people however I could uh, was kind of how I got through life um, what does it mean to be self supporting and Eric kind of touched on this too is it also means I allow people to be in a relationship with me like I'm so self supporting like I take care of myself and I have my goals but like I have a wife. I have a sponsor. I have people that I also need to allow them to love me and allow them to do things for me as well, which is hard because 
I've gone from one extreme to another to where I couldn't take care of myself to what I manage the finances in my house, which sounds normal if you're normal. But for me, that's like, that's insane. Like who, who, and I'm good at it. That's crazy. Okay. Um, and you know, I just, uh, you know, and so I get to a point where like, I can do this and you, you know, I don't want to allow somebody else's opinion to come in or I need to fix every problem. We have it. Um, and I'll, I'll find myself sitting in a room trying to balance something or look at a future purchase and, and go, I don't know how we're going to do this, but we're not talking about it. I'm just trying to figure it out in my own head. Um, and I found like, as soon as I start talking about it with others and I start that relationship piece, you know, that burden gets lessened. Um, I, uh, I just picked up the basic text for a second because it reminded me of something. One of the first questions it asks us before step one there, the first question is, are we sure we want to stop using? It doesn't say drugs. It just asks, are we sure we want to stop using? Am I, am I sure I want to stop taking advantage of everybody around me, um, everything? I mean, drugs obviously falls into that column as well because I use those to no end as well. But um, I I don't know. I, it's just a... You know, everybody has certain areas of the recovery where they're like, man, I really just uh, won the lotto ticket on this one. Relationships is one of those ones for me. Like I, I always felt alone. Um, so I guess self-supporting, like I said, self-supporting means that um, I take care of myself, but I allow myself to be in a relationship. You know, that's all. I think that's all I have for now on that one. have Tootie next with question 15. I'm not in it, Tootie. Question 15. How do I balance self-support with the need to sometimes accept help from others? What is the difference between self-support and self-reliance? Oh, goodness, man. This took me back to those humble beginnings and stuff, man. And I remember some of my predecessors and stuff, man, would, uh, we, you know, we'd always have the meeting before the meeting, the meeting after the meeting and stuff, man. And then sometimes we went out to eat. And I remember I'd, you know, kind of be all standoffish and stuff, man, because I didn't have the money, um, you know, to sit down with everybody, right? And, uh, you know, talk recovery, man, eat some good food and stuff, man, and, and just enjoy it, right? Um, and, and today and stuff, man, you know, some years back, um, that was coming back, you know, it was reciprocating back to me. And I didn't know it at first, right? And then somebody, somebody pulled me to the side and stuff and said, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so was trying to, you know, like, do their part and stuff because, you know, like, somebody probably did it for them and they're paying it forward, you know? Um, and, 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 and it really, really freaking, like, Help me gain that concept of like allowing somebody else to treat me to a coffee, uh, you know, a sandwich, you know, something, right? And um, I think that's really important, man, and really crucial um, to allow others that opportunity and stuff to be that part, right? To play that role. Um, I think uh, for the second part of this um, question 15, what is the difference between self-support and self-reliance? Whew. Ah, what a doozy. Um, you know, uh, Will knows, you know, I, I have multiple vehicles and stuff, man. And, and, uh, and I remember, man, you know, like, um, 
I would steal people's registration tags and put them on my car. You know, I would, uh, um, you know, borrow even the whole license plate and stuff, man, and drive around in it and stuff, you know? Um, and, and so I, I think the difference today and stuff for me, man, is that, you know, being that I'm employed, uh, I'm not burning my money and stuff. I'm just dumb stuff, you know, I'm investing, um, you know, I, I'm doing, you know, mindful things and stuff, man, because what I do today, man, affects the kids of tomorrow, right? And I'm talking about my immediate household, but the community at large too, you know? Um, and I think it's really important and stuff, man, to to understand, you know, the difference between the two. Uh, for me, you know, uh, the self-reliance and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, um, we're down here in California and stuff, man, we know we have to smog our vehicles, you know, and, and, and for the life of me and stuff, man, because, you know, I'm a car guy and stuff, man, and I know people, man, that could, you know, like, uh, uh, cut some corners and stuff, man, this, that, or whatever, right, and pass my smog, right, um, but today, man, it's like, you know, we we're talking before the meeting and stuff, right, we we're talking about online shopping, you know, I can order my parts online, you know what I mean, um, and, and get my vehicle up to par and stuff, man, and, and, and you know, be righteous and stuff, man, not riding dirty. Uh, so for me, I think that's what I got on that. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Tootie. Anybody else got anything on question 15? If not, I got filled with 16. Okay. Wow. That was some good stuff. I want to thank everybody. Wow. I heard a lot of good things. Um, how does my application of Tradition 7 affect the way I live today? Um, that's a very good, good question. And uh, with, with that um, tradition, but uh, when I saw the word application, the only, only, one of the things that I had thought about was only with understanding an application that this thing works. And uh, with application of, of uh, anything in life, and according to uh, our tradition and how it was taught to me, and, and this is for me because it's practicing it in all my affairs. It's when the rubber meets the road, Phil, what, what are you going to do now in life? Uh, declining outside uh, contributions. Uh, no money in your pockets, Phil. What you going to do? in life see but um but it's still the thing of supporting being fully self-supporting and um it's not always about about money in life you know am I, am I grateful that i'm still alive you know and uh can i listen uh can i still sacrifice things can i can i keep things simple do i have some kind of humility can I show up? Uh, can I participate? And and just all those things in life, with 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 life things, meaning with with with, with family and workers and this and that, and um, um, do the thing in life, you know, and um, and be great grateful for um, gratitude, and that's all I got. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, Will Attic. Um, 
How does that application of Tradition 7 affect the way I live today? Um, it keeps my relationships focused on the relationships. Um, I guess what that means to me is like, so like when I first got here, I was explaining that we're not doing any of this alone. Like we goes a long way. Um, so like my symbol, society, service, self, and God, I need to build these relationships. Um, I have my at-home relationship. Um, and, and I've been able to identify like if I'm not focused on, on taking care of myself in these things or taking care of them, there becomes a wedge. If like, if I don't call my sponsor every day, it becomes weird to call him. You know what I mean? So like, if I, I agree to do things, I do them. Um, so if I don't stick to self-support, there's, there's like a barrier I can feel between people. I don't know if that makes sense to anybody. Um, if I'm lying about the finances, if I'm doing whatever, like all of a sudden I, I can't openly think and talk around you like that thing is in between us and I, I notice it um so for me if I'm going to maintain these relationships you know I have to be a, a, a at least an equal part in those relationships um and if I know I'm, I'm I'm doing you wrong like it's hard for me to look you in the eye it's, it's hard for me to to uh see you I start avoiding people I isolate when I know I'm doing something wrong um so in order to avoid those those things like I I really do my best to now, and one thing I really try to do is make sure I know ahead of time what my expectations are and what their expectations are, whether it be a sponsorship relationship, uh, at home especially. And it's not as business-like as it sounds, but like I, 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 I uh, want to share this. So I get on here all the time and I share about how, how close me and my wife are and how, how she's been through everything with me and how she supports me. And, and, and like three weeks ago, I was sitting here and I was like, well, that's my version of it. I wonder what her version is. I wonder if, if I'm accurate with that statement, you know, that I'm a, a great partner, that we're, we're so close. Um, it took me about 25 minutes, but I sent a text message like, hey, you know, am I good being a good partner? Like, is there something I, what, what are a couple things I could do better? What are a couple things I'm good at? What do you know? And she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, just just, just go with it. I jump in my, I'm in my head. I need, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, I'm not lying when I tell people I'm a good husband. I want, you know, and, and if I'm just telling my side of the story, I don't know if I'm telling it accurately. Um, and I'm not going to share her answers with you. That's none of y'all's business, but you know, we're all right. <laughs> you know, it was all good things. You want me to start crying? I'm not saying it. Okay. So, you know, just to, uh, the application of this, and I shared this in previous episodes, I'm not going to share it again. The freedom that comes from supporting yourself or not being reliant or, or, or taking from others is, is just, man, it's, it's uh, one of the bigger freedoms I've gotten in this process. So I, I try my best not to step on that. Um, and it's easy to see how it relates back to a group and how us not relying on something else or taking from something else um, provides us with that same freedom. So it, I think it really ties in really well in all our affairs and with the group level. What you got, Tootie? Not any pudding. <clears throat> um, thank you, Will, for sharing that. And um, you know, it it it's kind of it, it's very ironic. Not kind of. It's very ironic um, <clears throat> that um we're in this question and stuff, man. And uh, I remember you know reading in the it works on why um, I had to fumble through some pages and I found you know kind of like what 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 really is important for me um, to establish this right. Um, and it reads our anonymity, our integrity, our faith, our sense of simplicity, our acceptance of responsibility, our gratitude together, all these things spell freedom. <clears throat> and I think um, 
in a nutshell, you know, um, it's been really, really mind blowing. Um, just some of the conversations that I have with folks today, you know, um, especially when it comes to the newcomer, um, just sharing, you know, some inspiration, some hope, um, you know, um, I, I think it's very crucial uh, for me as an individual to share my ups and downs, to share my errors and stuff and, 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 and to learn from, from the mistakes, right? Uh, but it's also really good to take healthy risks. And, and I think, you know, seven tradition, the seven tradition, you know, allows us, you know, in our groups and uh, the, the groups, um, um, you know, really like thrive when, when, when the group members are so diverse because everybody brings a healthy piece to the table, you know, a fresh look, you know, a fresh lens. Uh, to see through and stuff, man. And I think it's so beautiful that, you know, we've been given this program that allows us to see further, just not, not, not just in the six mile radius of my neighborhood that I grew up in, right? Like, like uh, um, I forgot if it was Des that, that was in India right now. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, like um, we are living a life beyond our wildest dreams. And if it wasn't for this program on Narcotics Anonymous, our, our, our groups and our, and our home group members, and even those newcomers and stuff, even the ones that come back with arrows on them and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, like give me hope, you know what I mean? Give, give me that, that like, aha, that's why I still need to be here. You know what I mean? So I think it's very important and stuff for me to continue that integrity. Thank you. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Tootie. What you got, Chrissy? Hey, y'all. Um, I was just reading the question and I was thinking back to something Phil had said. He used a, to me what was a powerful word and sacrifice and how that uh, pertains to all my affairs and the seventh tradition, man. And I had to go look that definition up, like sacrifice. It's giving up of something of value in, the, in, in place of something important, you know, and um, like everybody else has shared, just, that's just where I'm at. And thank God for Narcotics Anonymous and thank God for it bringing me to the seven tradition, right? Because like I, I'm living with a newcomer, right? Who's my child. And um, they come to me and they're like, we don't know how to budget and we don't know how to do this. And we don't know how to do that. And we don't know how to do this. And thank God, because this program that I'm able to share my experience, strength and hope in a way that I live today and thinking about that sacrifice, like being in a, a one income home at this point, you know, with, with my child and happened to explain to her, we don't get to go out to McDonald's and steakhouses and all this all the time. Right. And it's not about those things, but that's the simplicity of it to, to make it about those things for her because she doesn't understand. And um, I'm looking at it like, okay, you, I know you, it's easier. It's quick and easy for you to go out and go get something to eat at McDonald's because then you haven't got to put the work in to prepare it and all of this. And it's quick and it's easy and it's done. I was like, but at the end of the day, you know, one bag of chicken prepares 16 meals if you meal prep, because today I know sacrifice. I know that if I haven't got the money for gas, I can cut, I can cut and trim the fat in other areas of my life today to make sure that all areas of my life are equal today. I don't know if that made any sense, but that's what I was hearing when I heard Will say, or uh, Phil say sacrifice. So that's all I got. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Chrissy. We don't have anything else on question 16. 
then I have Des up next with the first two paragraphs of For the Groups on page 126. Great, great, and, and great shares, you guys, on that last question. That was, that was amazing stuff. Thank you. Um, for the groups, protecting the integrity of the group is vital to maintaining the well-being of NA as a whole. As the group booklet points out, NA groups are the foundation of the NA service structure. Tradition 7 offered two instruction groups, one conditional and one definite. The first, each group ought to be fully self ought to be self-supporting is conditional. Groups are not always self-supporting, but if a group is not, any help it gets comes from within Narcotics Anonymous. For example, sometimes in any community helps a group get started or continue to serve a clear need. The rest of the tradition, declining outside contributions is absolute. We can never afford the cost of outside help, even when we cannot see how to manage on our own. The humility this tradition asks for will help us keep our primary purpose in view with every decision we make. We may all agree on the principle of self-support and still have very different understandings of what that actually means for our group. Each group is autonomous and group practices vary widely. Groups do not tell each other whether or not to have refreshments, celebrations, or medallions. Each group has choices about how to participate in the fun flow and how involved to be in the life of NA beyond its own doors. Still, we want to make informed decisions about our participation. Keeping our primary purpose in mind, the links between traditions five, six, and seven are powerful. Each group determines its own values and circumstances, as well as its relationship to NA as a whole. Each time we make a decision about how to use our resources, we can put our priorities in order by asking, how does this further our primary purpose? So yeah, that is, it, it's, I love this book because it shifts from me to the groups. And I think that's so cool because uh, sometimes the things that apply to the groups apply to me also. <laughs> and, it, and it just makes a lot of sense for me. So I, I, uh, I'm really, I'm really grateful that it talks about how support can come from within Narcotics Anonymous. Like in my area, if you're a new NA meeting, you get a starter packet that consists of uh, like literature and some IPs and some key tags, because um, we determined that we didn't want a new group to have to come up with all that on their own, and we had resources to provide that for them. Not everybody does that, and and we've had some new groups start that said we don't need a starter package. And then people were like, what do you mean you don't need one? We have bylaws that say we have to give you one. And then it's had to be like, oh, it's okay. If they don't, if they don't ask for one, we don't have to give one. And we had to change our policy because we were just automatically giving it whether they asked for it or not. So, um, and, and that was a, for me, that was a lesson in um, allowing the group to be where they need to be. Like uh, if they need the help, let them have the help. If they don't need the help, it's okay. You know, and, and everybody knows what they need. So, um, but I can tell you that, that uh, and then further reading this about absolutely nothing from the outside, you know, no declining outside contributions being absolute. And I love that line that says, we can never afford the cost of outside help, even when we cannot see how to manage on our own. And I think, uh, boy, that line's real powerful to me because sometimes it, it might appear 
well, what if we can't make it and we lose our faith, you know, and, and a group might say, I don't know how we can afford to pay our rent or I don't know how we can afford this meeting space. But in my experience, it's always come around and it's always uh, happened, you know. So um, just uh, keeping the primary purpose in mind, the integrity of the group, the integrity of the members, and re remembering that individually, the seventh tradition teaches me how to show up and participate. And then when I think when we apply it to the groups, it teaches the groups how to show up and participate. And it's just an extension of the program in a really beautiful way that can benefit everybody. So, um, yeah. So that's all I have, and I hope I'm coming through clear. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Des. What you got, Phil? Wow, good stuff. Wow. Uh, uh, I'll I'll try to be real quick. Uh, that that was so good, and uh, I am um, just just a stickler of things, and especially when it comes to our our traditions. And uh, I'm just one of the, the the members, and especially this is for the groups, for the home groups. I don't want anything negotiated. You know, we, you can see this stuff in, in the literature. We, we need to stick by it and do it. You know, you know, I don't want to change anything, you know, and, uh, and, let, and let our literature and the tradition speak for itself. But just how she started reading out, it was, was just a hit for me. Protecting the integrity of the groups and the, and the word I'm looking at is vital, okay? in maintaining the well-being of the of the NA as as a whole. So it's, uh, anything that's vital, I got vital signs uh, I need to be living in. It may be about uh, a matter of life and death if it's so vital to me. And things are vital to me in here. And uh, I need to pay co very close attention to what it's saying. Then the other thing Des was reading too that, uh, that really caught my eye was the things that was in uh, italics. Uh, the first, each group, and this is in italics, ought, ought to be self-supporting, uh, is, is conditional. See, ought to be, okay? The groups are, are then they're not always uh, completely uh, self-supporting, but if the group is not, any help what we get uh, comes from within NA, I'm saying. So it's it's back to it's it's still our stuff. It's it's still about what we do, and we ought to be doing this stuff. We should be doing it. And then um, down um, uh, there's another thing that that, that that she read that got um, that caught that caught me was in italics is is uh, we can never afford the cost of outside help. And the other word in there is never outside. Something we shouldn't do. We should we shouldn't be taking things from um, outside things uh, because it goes on to say, even when we can't see how to manage on our own, the humility in this tradition ask us uh, uh, will help us keep our primary purpose in view with every decision we make. Okay. So it's still about our primary purpose. And that's the first thing uh, uh, we need to, to really keep in check, you know, carrying, carrying our message and how we do it and with our ways and means. And, and this is for the group. And um, I'm just a stickler in my groups with this stuff. That's all I got. 
For sure. Excellent stuff, Phil. What you got, Tootie? I'm going to add it in, Tootie. I appreciate you, Phil. Um, you know, this is huge. Um, you know, I, I, I go back to, you know, uh, thinking of, you know, the purpose, right? And the primary purpose, you know, to carry the message and stuff. But it's also important uh, to remember uh, the integrity. And it said it in the first three words, protecting the integrity of the group. Um, I, I, I think, you know, uh, you know, down here in, 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 uh, um, in California and stuff, man, it, it's, you know, we, we have a luxury, okay? And, and I wanna emphasize that. We have a luxury of meetings throughout, right? I'm in San Diego. Uh, so we have a luxury of meetings and stuff, but it's also really loose of some members to try to uh, conduct NA meetings in their personal homes. Um, and um, I know we have some meetings out here in recovery homes and, uh, and we tell them and stuff, man, that we do not accept any outside contributions because then um, you're starting to dictate some stuff. Um, you know, uh, certain people can't come because this, you know, you know it, it, it's really contradicting and stuff when we start uh, losing sight of that. So when Phil shares that stuff right now, I was like, bam, there it is. You know what I mean? And, um, and I think it's the education and stuff that they lack. It's not, and I hope, right? I hope it's not that, you know, that they just, you know, um, are doing it because they, they want to, you know what I mean? And they're just, you know, bypassing, you know, what the, you know, our, our traditions are and the, and the concepts of service. Um, it's really important, man, to educate, right? Um, and so I think, you know, um, for the groups, uh, but also just, you know, like, like expanding on that and stuff, man, it's really good to have learning days in the areas. Because, you know, like I said, you know, as an example, you know, like um, these homes, right, that have these meetings, uh, they start passing the basket around. And, well, wait a minute. Are you using that, that money to facilitate the group or are you using it to pay your gas and electric bill, you know? So, so it, it can get really, really controversial and stuff and it gets really, really uh, uh, delicate. Um, so I think it's really important stuff, Matt, to teach people the importance of our integrity in tradition. Awesome, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to touch on this real quick. Again, I, I've touched on it a few times. And I just want to kind of be clear. Like, I'm never about just closing an NA group just to close an NA group. Um, it referenced in here, like, even when we think we won't make it, you know, and I have that in my my experiences sitting at a, a meeting in a small town with just two members for for a year and finally having to come to the decision that like listen we're not we're not carrying the message to anybody but each other you know and really uh it was early on in recovery and no nobody asked us to start this group except us so it really is serving everybody whoever asked for it um and and going hey it's probably in our best interest and the best interest of fellowship to go join another group you know uh to be able to do things or, or in the flip side, um, when people just get mad at each other and want to start another meeting three miles away on the same day and same time, you know, like there, I've just seen things like that. And Tootie touched on it earlier. Like I, I really believe our diversity is our strength. Um, when I first came to Narcotics Anonymous in my town, there was, you know, a lot of people in each meeting and half of them to get along with the other half. And there was clicks and there was things, but we were all in the same room together. 
Um, and it really had everything there and it was very powerful. Uh, and then, you know, some people got tired of some people and they wanted to go start another meeting over here and another one over here. And it, it kind of got watered down and you kind of picked your side and you went to that, that group's meeting. It was just, man, it was, it was sad to see. Um, and it, it's fixed itself. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, 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 it's come back around full circle. Um, but I did like that it talked about not taking anything from outside, even when we think we can't survive. When we've talked about this before, we might not be able to survive where we're at, but we can take ourselves somewhere else. We can go to another meeting. We can go to a park. We can go wherever the, the, the dollar amount should never dictate whether or not we have a meeting. You know, it, 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 as long as we have willing addicts and people to be there, like we, we can have a meeting no matter what. Um, and I think that's all I have right now. If no one else has anything on those particular paragraphs, I have Mike up next with the next two. I am an addict whose name is Mike. <clears throat> groups don't just hold meetings. Some groups celebrate their anniversaries, sponsor marathon meetings or speaker jams, or hold picnics or holiday parties. Some groups also further the NA message by providing literature offering support to existing events hosted by local service bodies and participating in the fund flow by contributing to other levels of service. Groups benefit from thoughtful discussion about how an event or celebration supports NA unity and our primary purpose, keeping in mind that NA funds and the time and energy of our trusted servants are limited resources. Groups are responsible to think carefully about how these resources are used. Our 11th concept reminds us that NA funds are to be used to further our primary purpose and must be managed responsibly. Our commitment to self-support is an act of faith. That faith sustains us even more when we fall on hard times or when something unfortunate happens. Money is stolen. We lose meeting space or prices go up. We count on an, an event as a fundraiser and it flops. Where Tradition 7 calls on us to find ways to support ourselves, Tradition 2 reminds us we can take the long view. Sorry. Hardship can bring us together in unity, and prosperity can separate us if we are not careful. When we are willing to learn from our experience, a setback may be a call to action, not a link in an unbreakable chain. When we remember that there is but one ultimate authority, we can let go of the need to control or blame and remember that service is always a spiritual exercise we trust each other our higher power and our conscience of our group so my clean date is january 1st 2017 and when i first stepped foot into the meeting that is now in, uh, my home group uh was probably about february of the same year um and the legend has it that, you know, it was standing room only, you know, for a long time. Um, and I guess they put out like 60 chairs or something like that. So there's a lot of addicts in, in one room. Now, this is a half-functioning church, half-dilapidated, falling apart uh, in the room that we were in. So it was a weird contrast that... Um, you know, part of the church was functioning and the other part where we, where it was falling apart is where we met every week. Um, and over the years, as I gained more clean time, I 
you know, took other service positions that were, you know, of serious nature, I consider serious nature. Um, and what happened was, is we started to see a, a dwindle in, in attendance. And I took it very personally because I had taken the role of the um, secretary's position and, you know, come to realize that it's just the ebbs and flows of, of meetings. And after about a year of, of that service position and, and it changed their hands, you know, things started to come back to normal. We started to get a, a bigger crowd uh, and more people showed up. And the one thing that always remained true was that we carried the message each and every week no matter the size of the meeting or who was there in attendance. Sometimes it was six of us, three of them, three of us being trusted servants. And sometimes it was 60 of us. Um, but no matter, you know, no matter the weather conditions or, you know, what was going on with the room, cause that, you know, we didn't have heat for a while. So there was, that was that, um, we always maintain an atmosphere of recovery. Um, and I'm happy to say that, you know, once things started to come around, you know, the meetings got bigger again and things were in, you know, for me, I, I kind of like that bigger atmosphere. I, I get, a, I, you know, the energy from the room is, is, you know, you, you can't compare anything to it. Um, once we hit COVID though, we switched to the digital format and it took us a while to readjust and we killed it on that platform as well. Um, when we came back, we realized that our meeting place was a little too dilapidated and we, we moved to, um, a rec center and we're lucky that we are able to not pay rent. Um, <clears throat> cause that allows us to do other things like have, you know, group anniversaries and celebrations. And we still make a donation every week, every, every month to a, a charity, um, but it's really made a world of difference. Um, and it's been a learning experience, you know, be, having a home group um, and being a part of it. And for me, it's my night to be of service. Um, whereas other meetings in my area I've attended haven't been that good. And I don't like to say that because no meeting, you know, I, I don't want to say that meetings, some meetings are bad or worse than others, but I have had a bad experience in these meetings and I've had to turn away from them. Um, and I don't know how to make them better, you know, because, it, you know, I, trusted servants don't show up. Some people aren't there that need to be there. And it just was seemed like a disaster and i'm just i think back to my home group of like how we built this thing and i say we because there's a there's about three or four of us that have been a part of this for the better part of five six years now that we've weathered every storm and we still managed to to get out of them to where we're at now where we host like maybe 25 to 40 addicts a week and it's a lot but it's because of the power of the message, really, you know? And, um, you know, happy to say we're fully self-supporting and 
it's been a it's been a it's been a ride it really has um and i've been reflecting on it all week too so i don't really have much more to say i think i'm rambling now so thank you uh, that was great stuff mike thanks what you got phil wow that was uh that was really good uh, I'll, I'll try to be real quick uh uh, and I, I've been just another, once again, I've just been a, a stickler on a bunch of things. Uh, we, we may all agree on the principle of self-support and still have very different understandings of what that actually means for the, the group. And then it goes on to talk about uh, be, be, the, uh, being autonomous in the group practice, all these things and that. And if you want medallions and food and this and that, and and all that, which is good, but but one of the things is that it's talking about, it's still uh, furthering our primary purpose, and it's back to what what uh, the money and things uh, uh, should really be focused on, or what we should be focused on. Uh, I'm I'm just a, a stick a stickler with things. Uh, uh, I like to dance, is like just like everybody else. Uh, uh, the parties just like like every, everybody else but um, um and and just lately uh, when I'm getting older too and in the fellowship too I, I am a, a, a stickler and especially if it's my groups or anything that I belong to is how is this money being spent but if there's whatever you're spending money on is our primary purpose wrangled up in there some some way or another like, uh, are we going to have some kind of uh, H&I workshop, public information uh, workshop? The, the speakers are all well and good, but, but some, for me, sometimes uh, all these, these things, you can see all the, the bling bling and what we really should be doing it gets lost in what we should be doing. And, 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 um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about um, my area and things like that, they can be, they can be very taught, very quick to shake their behinds at the dances and very slow at carrying our message. You know, they'll, they'll do that. And then, um, it's just those, um, reminders too, that I'll, I'll, I will shut up, but, um, I'm just so thankful for the literature. Uh, there is one ultimate authority we can let go of the need of control or blame and remember that service is always about is always a spiritual exercise so um i need to um come back into recovery and get out the way and let go and let god and um all will be well that's all i got awesome thank you phil what's up eric yeah thanks phil that was good stuff man like uh i don't know I've, I've got a little bit of a different perspective but i'm young i'm a young buck you know i'm only got a couple years clean you know i think that uh shaking our asses is uh evidence of recovery man like i think that is carrying the message bro you know what i mean attraction rather than promotion you know what i'm talking about like uh that's attractive you know i think these things that we do are uh carrying our primary purpose out man and I, I see it from both uh, both sides, though, man. Like, I remember how attractive it was to me when I was new, but I've also got the sponsee that, um, you know, he's, there's been a lot of anniversaries lately. 
don't know what it is about this time of year that people get cleaned. He's just like, I'm so sick of all these old motherfuckers patting themselves on the back and shit. But uh, that's his that's his view. That's what he's been sharing with me. But, I, you know, I think that's probably just his disease talking, man. Because the truth is, that shit's attractive, man. You know, that shit is attractive, dude. Like, uh, staying clean is attractive, man. Now, so I, I think all these things that we do do serve our primary purpose. Not to mention, I think a lot of these events that go on, the money comes back. You know what I mean? I don't think we're just blowing money, just just making it rain, and it's not you know going back into the uh, the fun flow. That's not the way I I see it. And I'm involved in service, man. I see a lot of the events that we put on bring back just as much, if not more, um, money into the into the fold that that went into it. And uh, so I, I want to touch on what Mike was talking about too, man. Like I remember uh, my sponsor John, man. And uh, like anytime I'd come to him bitching about a meeting, man, he'd say, "Well, why don't you go join the home group?" <laughs> you know, I'd be like, "Well, I got a home group." He's like, "Well, if yours is doing okay, then maybe." And you're so concerned about what's going on over here, maybe you need to go join the home group, man. Get in on that group conscience, you know. And um, so he was really actually big on tradition too, man. And like, I liked how Phil just shared that at the end, man. Like, these last few sentences on this part. Uh, remember, there's one ultimate authority. We can let go of the need to control or blame. Remember that service is always a spiritual exercise. We trust each other, our higher power, and the conscience of the group, man. For me, like, group conscience is like, man, that's like the closest uh, thing I can get to, uh, you know, higher powers will being carried out right there, man. So, you know, I've uh, I spent my time arguing uh, tradition stuff with people and um, gotten pretty hot about it. And then I've, I've also spent my time trying to control, uh, keep a meeting alive that was dying for whatever reason. It was dying. It might have just been the ebb and flow. You know what I mean? There was a more popular meeting down the road that was happening, man. That's all. You know, it just was more popular, man. Um, for whatever reason, like trying to hang on to that despite uh, lack of participation, you know what I mean? And it becomes evident that like, this thing is going against, you know, when I'm in my higher powers, will things aren't that difficult, man. I don't feel like I'm, a, a re, you know, meeting a lot of resistance. So when that starts to become apparent, man, it's like, it's okay to let go uh, for me, man. So it has been, um, what a beautiful journey, man. And what a beautiful learning experience being involved in, in narcotics anonymous groups, man. Uh, man, it's exciting. You know what I'd rather be, man. You know what I mean? This is the place for me. I love it here. Thanks. Awesome, Eric. That was some good stuff. Yeah, I I had a couple things underlined in here. Keeping in mind that NA funds and the time and energy of our trusted servants are limited resources. Groups are responsible to think carefully about how those resources are used. Um, you know, I, I, I love service um, and I've been involved as, as far as I can be. Um, but I've always been stressed to me, like, you know, not using a home group and sponsorship being the top forms of service. And if I'm not healthy in those areas, then like, I really shouldn't be sitting up somewhere, uh, you know, worried about things that don't affect those places. If my home group's an absolute, you know, shit show right now, what am I doing driving three States over to talk about some literature? You know, it's so it, uh, I've always started right there. Um, I might have some predecessors come after me after this meeting, but listen, like one thing I, I just really gets to me, right now is like um when you're doing service somewhere and you like the whole room knows exactly what you want to do but you can't because there's like a one of those things that word i'd slip in my mind right now um but you know where they they, they made it a rule 
that you can't do something. You have to go back or you have to, you know, they solved the problem 10 years ago and they made it a, a final. Um, and, and you have to go back to groups to make any kind of change like that, um, which is good. I don't mind going back to groups, but it's just, uh, you know, when, uh, when a problem arises and we find a way to solve it, if we put it all into the why, someone give me this word. Why can I not think right now? Policy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot harder to, to, to make a different decision the next time. Um, and it, it talks about when, when we remember there's but one ultimate authority, we can let go of the need to control uh, or blame. And remember the service is always a spiritual exercise. Um, you know, it's, there's a, I don't know how it reads around you guys. Our, our, our guidelines, guidelines, that's word I was looking for. Book is like this thick, right? And like, Hey, let's do this. Well, let's go see if we can do this. And like, you know, like, where's the creative freedom to serve anymore? Um, really, I'm getting into a service position where you just sit here and you just do what we've told you to do over the last 10 years. Um, I don't know. It gets to me sometimes. I understand the, the need for, for some level of it, but it just, uh, or my favorite is like, if somebody doesn't fill a seat and you have a seat that's below it and they go, and now this falls on you. I go, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. I, I don't think it does fall on me. Um, you know, so it just, there's just different things that like, I just don't, uh, you know, I don't get sometimes. And I just, but it's, I do that in my personal life too. Like when I, when I do something wrong, I go 180 degrees in the other direction. And I make sure I never repeat that again, instead of like, really, it was probably just like a little tweak I needed to make just a little correction back towards center would have me on, on, on the way I need to go. But I don't, I go like this back and forth, zigzagging all over the place. Um, and until I, I can't get back to center. So I, uh, you know, I just, um, man, I think, uh, I know I enjoy it. I show up I'm still there. I love being a part of, don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just, it's just I've, I've been in a couple of situations where I'm like, everybody knows this is exactly what we want to do. And it's not violating a tradition, but we can't do it. Um, because we have to jump through some red tape and, you know, we do, by the time you do it, it's like two months down the road, you might've missed an opportunity. Who knows? Um, you know, so it's just little things like that. Like I, um, you know, I just, especially in service, I think the creative freedom, like it says, groups are autonomous to themselves. Um, kind of this way to like to do what we want to do. And yeah, maybe one person values ass shaking more than the next person or, you know, cakes or so let's, I'll shut up in a second. When I first got clean in my area, if you got your year medallion during clean time, they gave it to you and everybody in the meeting got up and held that medallion and spoke to you. Um, it was a super big pat on the back. It was, it, it was ridiculous after a while. You know, after a few years, we realized we're taking 40 minutes to do clean time, just telling somebody how great an idea, uh, how great a job they did. So we're like, we're going to stop doing this. And at that time I had like four years and then my sponsees are like, well, we're going to stop doing it now that you got four years and I haven't got mine yet. What, 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 I want to fucking do mine. You know, like, so it was, it made a, how's the newcomer, the most important person in the room. We're spending 45 minutes saying attaboy to somebody for getting a year, you know? So it was just, just little things like that. It was growing pains. It was stuff we had to correct. Um, and it was just conversations and it was stuff that could move in the direction it needed to freely because we had the, the creative freedom to sit around decide what was best for us, look at how we were carrying the message, look at the time we were spending uh, and things like that. And that's, that, that is one of my favorite parts about being here um, is being part of those conversations and, and, and staying together. I guess 
when people want to talk about traditions, they, they usually isolate one. You're violating tradition six. You're violating tradition three. You're, but no one ever brings tradition one with them when they do it. Um, and, you know, the, the ultimate end is even if I don't like you and there's plenty of people I don't like, I hope I see you next week. Like, I hope you're here because as someone pointed out earlier, like our diversity is our strength. And I want everybody that's an addict to do well. Um, so bringing tradition one with me, no matter what, when I'm discussing traditions is super important because I have been the asshole too. That's all I have. Tootie, did you have your hand up? Nope. All right. Well, if that's all, anybody else got anything? If not, we're going to wrap up. Thanks for tuning in for episode 62. Uh, we'll see you again next week on episode 63, where we will be reading the last two paragraphs on page 127. Good night. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.